A very special guest joining us, someone with an incredible basketball journey, one I've been privileged to cover for a long time. AD is here. Lockdown Women's Basketball starts now. You are Locked On Women's Basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Well, hi there and welcome to Locked On Women's Basketball. I'm your host, Howard Magdahl, reminding you that you can subscribe and listen to us every day. We are free. Uh, you can also follow our work at Locked On WBB on Twitter. And of course, the entire staff of the Nets is someone, people you should be following who are doing the vital work about this game that we all love over at thenetshoops.com. Uh, we cover the game at the pro level, at the college level, overseas. Make sure you're following what we do. And because of that, I've had the opportunity to be able to cover AD, known as Asia Darren College, and now is with the Atlanta Dream. Uh, we've, we've talked in these formats since your freshman year at Louisville when you played through a torn groin muscle. And so that, to me, told me everything I needed to know about you as a player. I guess that's kind of the place I want to start in the wake of a trade to the Atlanta Dream and uh, a chance to start again, to prove yourself, all of these things, you know, in and around your hometown. Has the adversity you felt at each step allowed you to help overcome what, you know, we'll get into, but has been adversity beyond what anyone should have had to deal with at this point in their lives? Yes, the amount of challenges that I've faced um, going back to, my freshman year in college has been um, really hard to put into words, but it, it definitely has made me stronger. Mm-hmm. And especially, um, you know, when I tore my groin um, in college, both of my groins were hurt. My right one was 100% torn. My left one was 70% torn. So uh, I had some jacked up hips. And so... <laughs> I got to the league, fast forward, I got to the league, and my first year, I started having more pain in my right hip. Um, I played about 18 games. I, I kept trying to go, kept trying to play. I was doing a treatment 24-7, um, PT, all that stuff, and then turns out I had a labral tear in my right hip and a hip impingement, Yeah. so that kind of took me down, too, and So I ended up having to get surgery on both hips. Um, So, you know, when that took place, that was pretty hard itself. So I thought um, my first year, you know, going down, I would be able to, you know, get back in PT, you know, after having surgery and bounce back. But then um, 2020 came in June, June 8th. uh, I tested positive for COVID. And that was one of the most difficult, difficult time. That was the hardest thing I've ever had to get through in my entire life. Um, I never thought I would go through something like that. Um, It was plenty of days where I thought I was going to die and I would not pull through um, just because of how sick that I felt. And so many doctors were telling me um, that they didn't really know what to do. I was on all type of 
medications. I was on steroids. I was on literally every single thing, but nothing was helping. So it kind of put me in a dark place for quite some some time. Um, but that definitely made that was like the 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 cherry on the cake where it was kind of like that's what made me stronger. So it put me in this mindset where if I can get through COVID, I can get through anything. I just. I, I, there, there's so much to unpack there, right? And the, and the place to start, of course, is you haven't had this this clean shot at proving yourself at the WNBA level. I remember that season vividly. I remember the fight you were putting in just to get to a point where you could uh, help the New York Liberty. Is there? Do do you spend time thinking about it with a level of frustration of, geez, if there had been an understanding of what my injury was. I could have approached 2019 differently. I could have felt differently. And and the other part of that is just, is it affecting you physically? As you know, get beyond just a question of COVID. Um, do you feel it day to day? I mean, that's a, that's a tremendous amount of stress that your body had to go through in 2019 alone. Right. Um, I definitely feel much better than I did in 2019. Um, I'm still doing PT just because of how my hips are. Um, mm. They're like always tight. So um, I do PT all the time. Mm -hmm. um, you know, even if it's just with myself or our trainer. Um, so, you know, I do some type of work to keep my hips from from being tight. Um, but I, I, I truthfully think that I'm I'm in a better spot mentally. Physically, um, I've put so much time into my body to make sure, you know, I am good to go and play. And then I think a lot of it has to do with mental work, too. Um, you know, as, as hard as it was on, on my body, you know, that's hard for somebody to go through that in, in 2019 and then turn around and think they'll be good to go to play in 2020. And then you get diagnosed with, with COVID. So um, that's a mental battle too but I think um, I've put in the work off the court with my therapist with my family to try to make sure that I'm in a um, great spot I want our listeners to understand the caliber of player you are I, I think people lose sight of that sometimes and they get caught up in all that you've gone through and understandably so but in your senior year at Louisville you averaged 21.2 points per game you were better than 52% from two-point range because when you wanted to get to the basket, no one could stop you. You were an effective three-point shooter at 34.3%, and you took eight of them a game. When you got to the free throw line, you're hitting 81% of them. Your assist to turnover percentage was two to one. Your assist percentage was top 10% in the entire country while you were the go-to scorer for that Louisville team that, and I'm sure you feel this way too, was this close to the final four. It felt, I, I remember covering that, covering that game, as a matter of fact, up in Albany. And so this was the legacy that you were bringing into this lead as the number two overall pick in the draft. When you thought of what your WNBA career was going to be like, I'm assuming you thought of the lead as something that, you were going to conquer him pretty quickly. That's certainly from my perspective, viewing it externally, what I thought was sort of the next step for you. Most definitely. Yeah. I thought, you know, I would be on year four of experience. Now I'm only going on 
my second year. So um, it's definitely, you know, I, I, I definitely thought I was going to come in and just work hard. And I thought I would have four years down by now. But, you know, God had different plans for me. But um, I think the most important thing for me is just staying patient um, and just con continuing to work every single day. And I do feel like I have to prove myself. Um, I only played 18 games in 2019. And, you know, I do feel like people haven't really recognized, you know, who I am in the WNBA. And part of that is because I missed two years, two important years. So um, I do feel like I have a lot to prove, but, you know, at the same time, staying patient, knowing that I've been out for two years and just giving myself grace. That's what my coach, Coach T told me. She said, just be patient and give yourself grace because you have been out for two years and you're coming back from something pretty serious. I mean, and, and any number of things, to be sure. And I want to get into how on the mental side of things, those expectations change. I do first want to point out and talk about prize picks, uh, which is just a game you can play. It's a daily fantasy. And you pick two to five players and they're over under on their projections. You can win up to 10 times on any entry. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. Uh, prize picks offers any prop that you can uh, think of from point score to rebounds, even steals. So if you sign up and you use the code NBA, uh, you can get $50 for free if your player in your first prize picks entry scores a single point. Again, go ahead, check out prize picks for Daily Fantasy Made Easy. So getting to the question of resetting expectations, you, you're somebody who at every level has been the best player on the court. And I guess I just wonder how that changes, how you give yourself that grace. Is there, is it a mantra? Is it something that you're saying to yourself before you get out there? Obviously you have a certain place that you're looking to get to, but how do you navigate that day to day? Cause that's gotta be so different than your entire basketball life led, leading up to this point. Correct. Yeah. It's literally, it's a process. Um, just knowing what I'm, knowing what I can do, um, mm -hmm. knowing the type of player that I am, just because I went through, um, you know, having COVID and being gone for two years from, from playing does not mean I'm still not who I am as far as playing, playing ball. So I still have that. It's just, you know, giving myself that, that, that patience and trusting my, my grind. Um, I'm putting in a work every single day, whether that's film, mm -hmm. getting up shots, you know, studying, the game um, and just realizing I just got cleared to play in, no, in, in November of 2021. That's like six, seven month, months, yeah. you know, prior to now. So I literally just got cleared and I just started picking up a ball back in December. So I, I was only training for five to six months until training camp came. So mm -hmm. giving myself that, that ground and gratitude knowing like, man, I've covered a lot in six to seven months. So, and that's one of the things, you know, having COVID, that's what taught me, be thankful for the small things. Mm -hmm. I think be before I got sick with COVID, I, I wasn't I wasn't as thankful as I was for the small things now. Like I was always grateful, but I, I wasn't thankful that I got to get up and get shots up. I was just so focused on, I gotta make these shots. 
But now I'm I'm more thankful that I get to do that because I once did not have that. So just giving myself, you know, grace and just being patient and just knowing my time will come, stay the course and just con- continue to work and, you know, grind. I love to hear that. Do, do you feel that you have more happiness as a result of it in your day-to-day life? Like, do you feel more joy over the course of your day from, from that, from being able to celebrate those small wins? I do. I, I feel more joy even because I get to be around people now. For two years, I was just with my fiance and my family. So I wasn't around big groups. Um, so when I first started getting around people in big groups, it was different at first because it was like, man, I'm not used to this. You know, I was in my bed for almost two years straight, you know, so it was really different. So, you know, that's something that's different, but that brings me joy too. just being around people now, talking to people, being around great teammates and my great coaches. So uh, that definitely brings me joy too. We'll miss having you in market. We'll miss having your fiance in market too here in New York, of course. Uh, But (laughs) I I do want to talk about that and what that experience is like to get traded and it's got to feel complicated, but can you just take me through what those conversations were like with New York and how you feel about this? Cause you know, at some level an opportunity to go play for coach T and uh, you know, get a, a lot more minutes out on the court. It seems like that's going to help, you know, with your arc to get you back where you want to go, but just kind of take me through what the timeline was like, what you heard from and how you were feeling about it. Right. Well, I feel great. Um, I'm super excited to play for T. You know, I played with her in 2019. So I know what type of person she is. And even when we were playing, although she was my teammate, she was still kind of our coach. She led. And she was somebody that has believed in me since day one. And I felt that from her. Uh, She values me. And I feel that from her. I feel that from my teammates. And I'm super excited, and and she's the type of coach that's going to push me, and that's what I need to get back to, you know, playing, you know, after being out for two years, and that's what I need. I I need to play. I need to learn. I need to grow, and the only way you can do that is by being out there on the court, so I'm super excited about that. Um, When I found out about getting traded, it was, I think, last Wednesday, you know, I had a conversation with a New York's GM, Jonathan, and he, he broke me the news. And, you know, it's it's part of the business, you know. It is what it is. Um, but I definitely miss my teammates. I had conversations with them. It was definitely emotional just because we have, you know, built something so quickly in, what, two months yeah. And I, I I developed a very, very strong, close friendship with Tosh, Natasha. Um, yeah. That's like my, that's my best friend. So, and Han as well. You know, I've been knowing Han since 2019. So, I mean, we were all pretty cool, but I was really close with those two. So um, it was pretty hard to, you know, have those conversations. But, you know, I'm excited about my future. I'm excited to be back home. My grandparents get to come in see me play now. Uh, my grandpa was sick in and out the hospital for the last month, month and a half. So he wasn't able to come to any game. So now he'll finally 
be able to come and see me play. And now I'm back home. So I'm, I'm so, I'm so excited. You know, there I'm paraphrasing, but it was on social media from Han. I, I knew goodbye would come. I didn't know it would be so soon. And, you know, that relationship was such a beautiful thing to witness just from uh, even an outside perspective. What is it like for you to see the way in which Han has blossomed as a player? I mean, to have three double-figure scoring opportunities over the past week and a half. You know, there's conversation about Han Shu as sixth player of the year as well. Um, you know, what 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 is what is that level of excitement as uh, Han's friend? Number one, but number two, how, how good can Han Shu be? Because you know, in much the same way we talk about this, how there's no comp for the life you're leading. There's no comp for the challenges you're overcoming. There's no real comp for a player with Han's specific skill set at six foot ten. Yeah, Han, Han is just getting started. You know, she has way more in her tank. I'm super proud of her. Uh, when I when we first started playing together in 2019, I knew how talented Han was. And I knew she just needed time to grow and just learn. She was mm -hmm. super young. I think she came into the league at 18 or 19. So she was super young. So when she went back to China, you know, the year after that um, and didn't come back to the W and, and play, I knew when Han came back, I knew she was going to dominate. And that's exactly what she's doing. Han is she, – she's a very smart player. She's a sponge. She's talented. She knows how to play the um, game, and she plays hard. So um, I'm, su I'm super proud of her. I'm not shocked at all because that's what Han does, and I wish her nothing but, but the best. It's, it's going to be wonderful to see Han Shu's trajectory as well here up close. I, I, I want to talk about how you navigate your day-to-day -day now, and I also want to talk about what – your benchmarks are. Uh, but first, just want to talk about betonline.net, which is your number one source for all betting stats and sports info. Uh, the reason why betonline.net is something uh, that I am glad is a sponsor of this show is they have not just men's sports, they have women's sports as well. Uh, they treat all of it like it matters. And uh, while I'm not a betting man, uh, I am somebody who believes and knows that we are only getting to true equality when we make sure that all sports are available in that way and there needs to be a presence for it. So make sure you go to check out that online for your continued source, all sports wagering information. Head to your website today or use your mobile device to learn about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. So, I keep going back to this and, and it, and it's something that as somebody covering you, I struggle with, I have to imagine it's the same for you as well. And, and simply put is this, you have superstar ability. You have to figure out day to day how to navigate a journey back. What kind of benchmarks do you set for yourself to evaluate what success is. You know, it's it's not statistically so easy to figure that out. And I, I just wonder how you do it. I think right now is just 
being present in the moment, being where 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 my feet are. Mm-hmm. Um, a benchmark for me was playing 25 minutes last game. You know, and that's what COVID taught me. If I would if I'd never caught COVID and I and I played 25 minutes and I shot two for nine and had six points, I I would have been pissed. But coming going through what I've gone through to now being where I'm at, and I just played 25 minutes. That's huge for me. Mm-hmm. Um, just going through, you know, with the shortness of breath, not being able to breathe brain fog, memory loss, um, what else, like, confusion, like, all of that stuff, nausea, you know, I once couldn't run up and down the court three times in a row, back and forth, now I'm, I just played 25 minutes, that's huge. How did it feel? It felt great, at first I was a little winded, but I, I know I put in the work, you know, within those five to six months, I was training so hard before training camp. So now it's just, I have to transition, you know, previously from not playing to playing now. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, that kind of got, got me out of shape some, Um, but I'm, I'm going to be just fine. I I put in so much work to the point where each day is a chance for me to grow. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what I'm doing. So, um, Mine is just just building, building, and, you know, each game, do something better. Um, score better, set screens better, pass the ball better, run better. You know, that's what's going to help, help, help me grow, and that's all I'm going to do. And I know you've, as recently as this year, even had COVID flare-ups. And I guess the two questions I have about it are just, have your doctor shared with you – how long you can reasonably expect that to continue. I know so much of COVID is new, so much is unknown, and we're still trying to determine that. Um, But I guess the other part of it is just what do you do in those scenarios? Is it just you have to dial it back in that moment? You have to be patient with it? Um, You know, those those are, I guess, the, the two things I'm most curious about from your perspective. Well, from my perspective, um, when I first started in, you know, with my previous team in uh, training camp, it was just being smart, getting, you know, slowly getting back and getting back into playing. Now it's um, I don't have um, many flare ups now. Thankfully, I hope it stays that way. But um, it's one of those things where so my process was when I first started training camp. Um, one day I would go hard, the next day I would go light. Um, and then some days I wasn't feeling great just because I was my first time playing 505 in over two years. Um, so, you know, it, it was just part of just being smart. And then I got to the point where it was like the end of May where I, you just got to push through, push through, but be smart. If I can't go fully throughout the whole practice, then I can't. Um, and they were doing a great job managing you know just to make sure I'm not doing too much Um, but then it definitely got to a point where I had to just push through because that's what made me feel better and that's why you know I've had a chance to get to know so many other you know long COVID patients where I'm telling them the same thing they kind of freak out once they do something and feel sick and I said it's completely normal to feel sick 
as much as you don't want to hear it, that's part of it. But as you continue to slowly push, you'll see that you'll start to feel better. I, I love that, that playing in the WNBA is going to serve as a model for others who are going through this as well. And I think it's wonderful. I, the place I'd, I'd love to leave our conversation is if you can just share with us, what was it like after that game seeing your grandpa? What was that conversation like? Where were you in the arena and what was it like? Which game? Sorry about that. A- after your grandpa came to see you? Uh, to, oh, no. To- he hasn't he he hasn't gotten a chance to see oh. me, but he'll he'll see me on the twenty first back at home. That is awesome. Well, we will definitely check back in after that. So I want to hear all about it. But just if you'll forgive a point of personal privilege to all our listeners, I remember an early conversation I had with the great Ari Chambers, and she and I are walking and having a conversation about this player on Louisville who we just can't stop watching and it has always been easy to root for you to overcome adversity and to get to where you deserve to be so ad thank you for the time thank you for all the work you're doing here and i i join i know so many of our listeners and wishing you all the best of luck with the atlanta dream howard thank you so much i truly appreciate it and I know it's just a process. It is a process, but I know eventually I, I will definitely get there. So thank you so much. People bet against you at their peril. That's how I put it. So thank you, right. listeners, for making Locked On Women's Basketball your first listen every day. Now make sure to go check out Locked On NBA Big Board. Host Raphael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies is joined by Richard Stamen, Sam Ferris, and Leif Thulin to give fans an in-depth look at the NBA Draft, Mock Draft, Player Rankings, and of course, Big Boards. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. We'll be back with Jackie Powell tomorrow. Uh, you've been listening to Lockdown Women's Basketball. I'm Howard Megdahl, wishing you a wonderful day. Locked On Women's Basketball, your daily podcast on women's basketball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.